Before we start this episode, a quick word. As we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, it's a reminder to me more than ever that I want to know the Christ of the cross. Not just the Christ on the cross, but the Christ of the cross who was resurrected. The Christ with no beginning and no end, the eternal Jesus. What a joy it is to know him. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Now here's this week's episode. Do you need a spiritual spark? Are you feeling run down or run over? Are you ready to eliminate the spiritual ups and downs? This is Fresh Faith in Real Life. Let's restore life in your walk with Christ. We'll dive into our featured guest interviews, biblical devotional thoughts, answers to your questions, and more. Your walk with Christ isn't meant to be a performance. It's all about relationship. Let's get to know Jesus and experience fresh faith in real life. Here's John Fugler. Welcome to episode number 22. And coming up, distractions, distractions, distractions. What can we do about them? Have you ever had a retreat with God? My guest joins us from a coffee shop and how to take your prayer life up a notch. This is Fresh Faith in Real Life, a ministry of Fresh Faith 24-7. I'm John Fugler on a quest to know Jesus and help a million believers know him too. I'm the author of a devotional series called Your Life with God, a lifelong Christian media guy. I'm a husband, father, grandfather of eight, and personally, I want to know Jesus more each day. Paul said, what is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. I'm also the CEO of Fresh Faith 24-7, where we lead you on a path to freedom in your walk with Christ. Well, do you have a hard time concentrating at church? <laughs> uh, well, your pastor may have a hard time too. He might have to deal with distractions in the middle of a sermon. And I did some research here because I was just curious about this. You'll, you'll see the connection in a little bit. We all know about the ringing cell phone, the, the crying baby, the person in the front row who gets up and exits at just the wrong time. It distracts us, but imagine what it does to your pastor. So I, I looked something up here and I found a website at churchanswers.com, true stories of preaching distractions. So put yourself in the shoes of your pastor and imagine these things happening. These are actual stories. Uh, the first one is called Crazy as a Bat. A bat started flying low while I was preaching, said the pastor. Many people were screaming. Finally, some of the men captured the critter. They actually had prayer over him and released him towards a church down the street. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> just got to picture this. Then, then there's Lazarus come forth. This is a little more serious, but it's funny. Uh, while I was preaching on John 11, the story of Lazarus, a 100-year-old woman lost consciousness. Our organist, who was also a nurse, went to attend to her and whispered, no pulse. <laughs> well, the story does have a, have a happy ending, though. Uh, the lady did survive. Uh, the next one is uh, don't pledge the pews. Our new custodian decided to impress everyone by putting pledge on all the wooden pews. You know where this one's going, don't you? Well, while the preacher was preaching, there were repeated sounds of crashing and thuds as people were unable to hold their posterior on the piney pledged pews. And then the last one, how many men does it take? 
During my sermon, everyone was distracted as one man after another disappeared from the sanctuary. Finally, I learned that we had a leak in one of the restrooms. Eight men were trying to fix it, and ten men were observing them. (laughs) So there you go, distractions from a pastor's perspective. And I think uh, one of the biggest bouts with distractions happens for us when we spend one-on-one time with God. You know, that quiet time. And maybe this episode will help you with that. Imagine, though, spending a whole day with God. Talk about distractions, but our guest on this episode will give us some pointers on that because that's where we're going today. I wanted to share a resource with you here on this whole topic of uh, time with God and distractions. I'm, I'm somebody who needs some sort of guide to help me out. And this one is amazing. Uh, I found it to be really helpful in my time with the Lord. It's called Face to Face. It was written by Kenneth Bowen. And I got my first copy uh, at a memorial service. The person who had passed away, this was his favorite devotional. So his wife handed out one to everybody who was there. And I'm so glad she did that. And I think of John every time I open this up and I read through it. And it's really neat. Uh, Why I loved it, it, first, it's an excellent scripture-centered daily devotional of sorts, you could call that, but it's different than most. And it's because it goes in in this order in each section. Well, first of all, they're short segments. That's why it's different than most. They're really short. Uh, There's a scripture passage and one simple suggestion at the end. So it's all scripture with one suggestion I thought I'd read you an example to explain what I mean. So the title of this segment is The Character I Want to Cultivate. And the scripture comes from Proverbs 15, 31 and 32. Those who who listen to a life-giving rebuke will be at home among the wise. Those who refuse instruction despise themselves, but those who heed correction gain understanding. And then from Proverbs 17, 10, a rebuke goes deeper into one who is wise than a hundred lashes into a fool. So you think about that, and then the thought after this and kind of an action step is take a moment to ask the Lord for the grace to grow in godly character. And that's it for that that section. There's like four or five sections for each day, and it's a one-year devotional. And I have to tell you, I think it's one year. It took me a year to go through. Um, No, it's three months, actually. (laughs) It took me a year. Because I would take one little section each day. And that was just enough for me. I was just filled and really focusing. It helped me ease those distractions and really get into that focused time with the Lord. Again, it's called Face to Face. There's a couple volumes out there, and please go ahead and pick it up. I'll leave a, a link in my show note, and it'll help you if you're distracted in your quiet times. Hey, did you listen to last week's episode with Sandy Brown? Uh, she walked us through her her painful but victorious journey to knowing Christ without the barriers that that crippled her love relationship with Jesus. If you haven't listened to episode number 21 with Sandy Brown, be sure to do that. And I got a question for you here. Could you help me out, please? This is podcast review month around the world, and I need your review. I want to know what you think about this podcast. We're 22 episodes in. Do you like it or 
Don't you like it? Tell me. Don't be shy. I'll read all the reviews. Uh, tell me why you like it, or if you don't, if you like Fresh Faith in real life, or, or you got some suggestions. So before this month is out, and you might even do it now, leave a review of this podcast on your podcast app. Uh, by the way, I got to confess, I just made that up about podcast review month. But not about reviewing my podcast. Please do that. I think there should be a podcast review month. I have to make a suggestion. It would help lift the whole podcast world. Well, on to other things. Uh, knowing Christ is the secret to life. I believe that. And life with a capital L. Whatever you're dealing with, whether it's stress, fatigue, uh, worry, loneliness, hopelessness, discouragement, lack of purpose, failure, Digital addiction, any other addiction, burnout, I think knowing Christ is the secret to life. Lean into Jesus. Lean into Jesus. You'll know him more deeply. He's there for you. My mission in life, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, is to help a million believers know the Christ of the cross. That's why I spend so much time each week, writing my fresh bread for fresh faith devotionals. And I send them out three times a week. You might be getting them. Hope you like those. I point readers to Jesus as they start the day. If you're not getting it, you can. It'll show up in your inbox early in the morning, in the darkness of the morning. And it takes just 60 seconds to read through it. It's a springboard to start your day centered on Christ. We talk about having focus and get away from distractions. That's what I think fresh bread for fresh faith will help you with. And you can, um, by the way, it's not a replacement for your quiet time. It's not a replacement, but it's a way to center on Christ and deal with those things that are robbing you of life with a capital L. You can sign up for Fresh Bread for Fresh Faith at freshfaith247.com and click Fresh Bread in the menu, or you can click the link in the show notes. Fresh bread for fresh faith. Send it out to you first thing in the morning on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Now, fresh bread is also a feature of fresh faith and real life. And let's move into that right now. Have you ever woken up with some heavy thoughts on your mind? We all do. Um, for me, it was that case not too long ago. And I wasn't really sure what was pressing in on me. I sat down for my time with God, and I, I felt the need to rest in his presence quietly, just to be there. And so I did that. I usually study scripture and pray through some needs for myself and for others, but that day was different. And I sat with God, letting my mind go where God wanted to take it. And that was hard for me. I'm not one to be idle. Maybe God was waiting for me to pray through some struggles and burdens and to trust him with each of those. Uh, maybe it was supposed to be a time of confessing sin. Maybe there was someone who, who really needed prayer and I was to spend time in prayer for them. I don't know. I wasn't sure what was coming up. The minutes ticked by. Uh, nothing earth-shattering came to mind. And I just sat there quietly peacefully. In this period of calm and in the presence of God, I resisted checking the time. <laughs> Talk about distractions. I resisted sneaking a look at the weather forecast or peeking at email on my phone. Common distractions, right? Uh, 
So what was this big thing that God wanted me to deal with? There wasn't one. There wasn't one. Sure, thoughts and needs came to my mind. I prayed about them. My mind wasn't blank, but there certainly wasn't any anxiety or major burden I had to share with God. No, no biggie. That doesn't sound very exciting, does it? I realized that that day was a day God just wanted me to be in his presence, to enjoy him, to allow his Holy Spirit to minister to my soul. I came away with what I'd describe as a steadiness of spirit. I entered the day with quiet confidence, and I was fulfilled in my relationship with God. I knew I could have spent more time with him that morning. I probably should have, and I'll do it more often. But boy, was that time rich. I came away with this. God loves us and enjoys our presence. There's one thing he values most with us, and we should value it with him. And that one thing is time. Psalm 46.10 is a great reminder, and this is your slice of fresh bread. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Psalm 46.10. When was the last time you approached God without an agenda? Your prayer time wasn't structured around a list. You didn't stick to a rigid schedule. You weren't thinking about outcomes. You simply spent time with God. Maybe today is that day for you. Even push pause on this podcast right now and sit before God and enjoy him. Spend a few minutes with him. It might be about listening or praying or reading scripture or merely resting in his presence. Let the Lord lead you through it. This is relationship. And time is an ingredient that will give it depth. That's your fresh bread as we move on to the next segment of this podcast. But if you need fresh bread for fresh faith, if this kind of thing really helps you, make sure you sign up at freshfaith247.com or click the link in the show notes and I'll shoot out a fresh bread for fresh faith to you three times a week. It's Man, we, we just got to know Christ, don't we? We got to know Christ and that's my goal as I help you out with this. As we lead into our featured guest, one of the richest spiritual experiences I enjoy is taking a day away with God. And I've heard others say the same thing. And there's something special that happens when I have unrushed, often unstructured time with God. I shared with you just a few moments that I had that morning, but there's nothing like getting away for a longer period. I, I push away my regular activities and responsibilities to be with Jesus, and it's that simple. It's profound at the same time. While I experience tremendous benefits from my day away with God, it's not really about me. The day away with him is a time of fellowship and communicate and communication and, and communion at a level that can't happen any other way. My day away with God is really about, about him. And I'm the one who receives so many benefits. Now, our guest today is a brother in Christ who got me started in this habit. It has absolutely changed my life. This is the first guest, by the way, who's joined me from Starbucks. <laughs> but these days, you can do a podcast interview from anywhere. When our guest and I met several years ago, one of the commonalities is that we discovered that he had pastored a church in the town where I grew up many, many years ago. <laughs> and I was long gone by the time he arrived. 
Steve Harling is a former pastor who has a passion for missions. He has served on international missions boards such as SIM, and he served as president of Reach Beyond, a missions organization. Steve grew up as an MK, and that's, for those who don't know what that is, that's code for missionary kid. Uh, Throughout his career as a pastor, he always led his church in making the Great Commission a priority, especially taking Christ to unreached people groups. That's what I love about his emphasis on missions. But despite all the doing, He's learned how to cultivate his relationship with Christ, and he's going to help us do that too. I think you'll be fascinated. Let's hear from Steve. Steve, you're actually on the road. This is on location. When I say you're on the road, you really are. You stopped off on a trip, I guess, and you're in Starbucks right now? I am actually at a Starbucks right now. I can hear all the uh, baristas behind me clanking and making all kinds of noise back there. So it's <laughs> great. a pretty busy little place here. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time with us today. Uh, our members are deepening their walk with Christ. And as I said in the intro, you, you told me something five years ago and walked me through something that I said, I, I've got to get Steve to share exactly what that's about, spending a day with the Lord. Uh, Steve, yeah. it sounds like that you're an active guy. Have you like been busy all your life? Are you, are you that kind of person? You know, I, I do tend to be pretty driven and pretty type A, but I have also learned that I have got to create space with God. And that means basically every month setting aside a day, generally a solid day to be alone with the Lord. And um, I often do that outdoors. I'm an outdoors kind of guy. So I'll take my Bible, I'll take my journal, and I'll head out into the wilderness. And uh, it's great living in Colorado because there's wonderful places to spend time alone with Jesus. Mm. Many times I'll make it an overnight as well. So that way I get a fresh start first thing in the morning. Yep. So Mm -hmm. how long have you had this habit? Oh, gosh, I've probably been doing it for at least 20 years, uh, at least. And uh, I learned it, I think, fairly early on in my ministry as a pastor. And uh, so how did that come about? I mean, um, all of a sudden you decided to just jump in. Did somebody tell you about it? How did this No, did this I think it, I, honestly, I think it was through one of my mentors, a guy named Peter Wagner. Back in the day, he was a big uh, church growth guru, but he really stressed the importance of being alone with God and, and hearing from God and getting your vision from God. And I think it was actually his, his ministry that had that influence on me. And then once I got in the habit, you know, I, just, I stuck to it. Now, sometimes you got to be you know, really disciplined about it. I mean, there are plenty of times when I've got to go back and remind myself, hey, where's my day with Jesus? What difference has this made in your life, spending a day with God? Oh, gosh, I wouldn't. I don't think I could go without it now. Um, it is so central to everything because I, get my, I feel like I get my marching orders from the Lord when I spend a day with him. And, you know, when you, when you just rush in the Lord's presence and, and spew out your, your prayer requests and then just get on with stuff, uh, honestly, that you're not taking time to listen and to really listen to the heart of God. And the busier my life gets, the more I need that time. And the more challenges in my life, the more I need to, you know, settle my spirit and, and nestle down into the presence of the Holy One. Now, maybe walk us through how you do it and some suggestions and things that our, our members can do. Bring it, bring it home for us. All right. Well, here's a, here's a thought for you. Now, last week I had a day of prayer. And this time I took the book of Isaiah and I, I kind of divided it up into about uh, six or six or eight different sections. There's what, 66 chapters there. You can just divide it out. 
and I would read a block of several chapters and then I would just highlight anything that any verse that jumped off the page. And then I would go take a hike and I just, you know, reflect on what I read or, or pray and then come back and read another block. And then at the end of the day, I tallied up all of the, all of the sections of scripture that I had highlighted and I looked for common threads. And, um, and I do that to, you know, to see, okay, Lord, what are you telling me? Cause I, I don't want to just, you know, have some verse that really impresses me. I want to have a, a theme uh, that's reiterated. And I walked out of that day of prayer with about seven things that I felt the Lord wanted me to do. Mm. That's one way to do it. Uh, for me, the most common approach that I use is based on the Lord's prayer. And you want me to walk through that? Sure. Sure. All right. So you can take the Lord's prayer and you can literally break it out into about eight sections. All right. Our father in heaven. Uh, you can just take, you know, a full hour, even on that, just, just reflecting on the fatherhood of God, looking up verses, use your, use your Bible concordance verses about the fatherhood of God and, and give yourself some time to worship and praise and think through the implications of the fact that he's your father and you've been adopted into his family. You're one of his children. Uh, there's enough meat in that alone to last you for a long period of time, but you know, to begin your day with, with that. Now, again, when you're, when you're doing a day of prayer, you don't, don't feel like you have to fill every minute with thinking or doing. Um, I, I take walks, so I'll, I'll, I'll focus on our Father, and I'll think about that, and I'll worship the Lord for that. I'll take a hike thinking about that, um, and then I'll move on to the next section. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You know, the scripture says those who know your names will put their trust in you. So I'll take a period of time to reflect on the names of God. And there are many of them, all kinds of them. Uh, in fact, it's a wonderful exercise to make an alphabet A to Z and just write down a name of God for each one of those, uh, those letters of the alphabet. It gets quite difficult, by the way, when you get to uh, Q and Z, um, <laughs> but there are possibilities. Um, okay, so then you got our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Um, spend a little time looking at what Jesus said about the kingdom. I mean, what did he say? He said, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. He said, pray thy kingdom come. Uh, Jesus talked about the kingdom 185 times. It was obviously a big deal to him. And I don't think we think about the kingdom enough. But, you know, take, take an hour. Write down verses about the kingdom. Use your concordance. Reflect on the meaning of the kingdom. You know, what does this mean? And then moving on from there, thy will be done. And here you can look at concentric circles, starting with, Lord, I want your will done in my life. I want you well done on my spouse's life, my children's life, and then working your way outward from there. Uh, I literally every morning have a morning routine where I, I start with my own walk with God and then work outward, uh, asking God's blessing and his kingdom on, on my wife's life and then my children's life and moving outward from there. Um, so thy will be done. Uh, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. You know, what's the daily bread that you need? Uh, you know, we immediately think of finances, but how about the daily bread of wisdom? You know, to me, that's the number one thing. And um, to devote a period of a block of time now, now you're going to focus on, you know, what is the daily bread that I'm in need of in my life? And, and just coming before the Lord with that. Um, give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses. You know, a segment of confession. Um, you know, soul searching. Again, I would strongly recommend you use a, a journal. I, uh, in, inevitably, I'd bring a journal with me and a pen, and I write down thoughts that come to me. You know, Lord, am I surrendering this area of my life? Am I surrendering that area of my life? And, and just kind of listening through those different things and bringing them before the Lord in confession. 
Okay, so what's the next section of the Lord's Prayer? <laughs> Forgive those who sin against us. <laughs> Forgive those who sin against us. Okay, now you've got a little bit of time to think about, you know, how are you responding to those that have wronged you? And, um, you know, uh, maybe that's never happened to you, but it sure happened to me, John, and I'm sure it's happened to you too. How are we responding? And does there need to be a, a reservoir of forgiveness in our hearts? So I would assess our relationships, my relationships. You know, where do I stand in, in the realm of forgiveness? Because I want to have the heart of Jesus, right? Okay, so what's the next one? Forgive uh, for, our trespasses, we forgive those who trust and lead us not into temptation, mm -hmm. but deliver us from evil. You know, look at your heart. Lord, what are my weak spots? And then bringing them before the Lord in prayer. And then, of course, you wind your day of prayer up with celebration. You know, uh, wrapping it up. For yours is the kingdom and the glory and the power forever. And here I would think about verses. I almost very often will end my day with reflecting on I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. His power is available and accessible to me. So that's just a, that's if you just took the Lord's Prayer, you literally broke it down in, into uh, hour sections. And then you but you don't pray the whole hour. You, you, you pray, you reflect, you write, you walk. And if your mind wanders, so what? Bring it back. It's OK. You know, and sometimes the rabbit trail of your mind's not a bad thing. Um, but I, I've just learned when I have those rabbit trails to surrender them to the Lord and then try to try to stay course. So it sounds like there's no rules. You have these these there's guidelines, no but you really nah. have to be flexible, sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Yeah, if you get if you get too rigid, you won't do it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think if you get too rigid, it just feels legalistic and it it loses the life to it. So that's one aspect, uh, the Lord's Prayer. Are you saying that, just to get this straight, did you say spend an hour in each one of those segments so you got the full day? No, I mean, you... generally, yeah, you can. I mean, I, again, I would say if you spend, you know, half an hour thinking about this, then go take a walk. Uh, you know, break it up, read a psalm, take a nap. Hmm. You know, there's nothing wrong with just letting your mind be free. Listen to worship music. Don't feel like you have to fill every moment with something. It's a time with God, not a time performing. Yeah, that's okay. That's a very good way of looking at it. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, let me back up a little bit because there's something you referred to in there, which I always thought was fascinating. The A to Z. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, that could be a day in itself. Couldn't have you, have you done that for a day? Oh, I've done. Oh, gosh. I, I mean, I haven't done a whole day of it, but honestly, I, um, I do that quite often. And again, you just take out your... your Take out your journal and, and write an acrostic, A, B, C, D. And I use it for praise often. You know, A stands for Lord, you are awesome. You know, B, Lord, you are bold. You know, C, I mean, you just work your way through the alphabet. That's, an, that's a great exercise. And honestly, it doesn't take very long for me to do anymore because I've done it so many times. But first time you do it, that's a good, it's a good half an hour or hour. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's good. Um, what are some other things that you do uh, in this this time with the Lord? What other do you do? You plan it ahead of time? Do you just go for it and see I, where I God takes to, you? No, I have to have a little bit of structure. So usually I'll plan. I'll know. I'll know a day or two, or sometimes a week in advance when I'm going to take off. I'll put it on my calendar, and generally the night before, I'll just kind of think through what 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 would be a good structure for this day. Because if I, if I start the day with absolutely no structure, I'm going to find myself a little frustrated. So I have to have a little bit of structure, just not too much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what I like to do, honestly, is get in my car 
early in the morning and then just drive out in the wilderness and, you know, I'll hike and um, take my hot coffee with me. And um, again, just relax before the Lord. As a pastor these years, I'm sure you've taught this over the last 20 years to so many people and guys that you've mentored. What have you seen it do in the lives of people you've taught it to and have followed through? Well, I think of my, the young guy that I poured my life into most recently. I, I mentored him for four years. And every Tuesday morning, I got together with him. And uh, I asked him to, you know, we did what we call the four looks. Look up, look in, look out, um, and look ahead. And, you know, we just kind of walked through those four things and talk about, okay, where's God showing up in each area of his life in those four areas? Um, but, yeah, I taught him to, to do this, and I did it with him. I take him on my prairie tree. Someday we'd spend an entire day together, just he and I. But we'd break it up. I mean, goodness, I think the last time I did this with him, we uh, we got some BB guns and uh, we're up at a up at a cabin way up in the in the Rocky Mountains. And uh, you know, we take a break every now and then and just go out and shoot tin cans. And uh, um, we had a lot of fun with it too. Again, don't make it rigid. That's the key. Yeah, use the word fun. This does sound fun. I, I think you're kind of have a paradigm shift for most of us here as we, as we hear this, because we think got to my Bible, got to my journal, got to have this. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're saying it's, it's very organic, isn't it? Organic. I think if you make it too rigid, you, 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 you kill the fellowship. I mean, it's a relationship, right? Uh, it's a relationship. Mm. So don't, don't punish yourself too much if you're not real good at it. Um, and that's why I always say, you know, feel free to take a nap. <laughs> The Lord gives his, his, you know, his, his blessed ones rest. So I don't think it should be. I mean, I think there's a, there's a time and a place uh, for really wrestling in prayer. And then there's a time to just chill out with the Lord. What would you advise our folks here? If they're thinking about doing this, um, what are some of the hurdles they have to get over to make this part of their life, to make it a habit? Well, I think one thing is you need to schedule it. You really do. You have to be intentional. Otherwise, it just one day flows into the next and you just never get around to it. So, and number two, I would suggest not starting with a full day. I'd suggest starting with a half a day uh, and, and kind of grow into it so you become more accustomed to it. I think number three, don't punish yourself because your mind will wander and you will find yourself, you know, kind of, What's wrong with me? How come I can't stay focused? Just chill for crying out loud. You know, it is all right. Um, and I think is if you just give yourself permission to be real, and when your mind does wander, then turn whatever you're wandering into prayer. You know, your mind wanders to some concern about your family, then make it a prayer item. Um, but just don't, don't, don't beat yourself up too much about it, because it's a, it's a relationship. Well, I'm glad you referred to half day because I'm a half dayer guy myself. Yeah, yeah. No, I do. Honestly, I do a lot of half days. And I, you know, I admire those guys who do 40 days. I mean, <laughs> Brennan Manning, 40 days in a cave. Oh, my goodness. Really? Yeah, 40 days and nights in a cave. Um, and then I think of, um, I think of my good buddy, uh, Bob. Uh, he, you know, he does these long, week long hikes just disappears in the mountains for a week. Every day is a day of prayer. He just goes up there and he says, he'll tell you flat out. It takes him two days just to get in the Lord's presence, you know, where it really feels nestled in and in the zone, if you will. 
Mm. So I completely get that because I'm a, I'm a doer kind of guy and it's hard for me to just kind of settle in. Man, that's uh wow. That's so good to hear just some of the variations of these. Um, hey, you know, the other thing is my wife, Becky, uh, she is, I've never met anybody that spends more time and more days of prayer than my wife does. Um, she's actually written a bunch of stuff on this topic of, uh, you know, of spending a full day in prayer and she has her own things. I mean, she's, she's very deep into the Psalms and using that as a vehicle for praise and using praise music as, as well. Um, but that is, that is a huge part of her life. In fact, I bet you, John, I, any morning, I don't care what day of the week it is. Uh, when I get up at six in the morning, I'll come out groggy, half awake, and uh, the light will be off in my wife's office, but I know what's happening there. She's already been on her knees already an hour or two in worship. And I see the impact that it has on her life. And, um, you know, it kind of created a craving in me. I want more of that for me. So she set the example for you. Oh, my gosh. Totally. Totally. Wow. Still does. You mentioned uh, the books she has. I want to talk about uh, your, your books as well. But um, you referred to her books and the one on uh, praise. I think it, it's, a, it's a 31 days of praise or 30 days. That's of actually praise? 30 days. It's a 30, 30 days, days of praise. praise. Yeah. And basically the idea behind it is, um, you know, when she got cancer, she went to her mentor and her mentor said, I want you to spend 30 days after the cancer diagnosis. Don't ask God to heal you. I want you to spend 20 minutes a day in pure worship. And that, that started Becky on an incredible journey of intimacy with God, where she could feel the presence of the Lord. And so that's the 30 day praise challenge. And the Lord has used that literally in the lives of thousands of people all over the world. It's a great resource for a day of prayer. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, and you two wrote a book together. Not yeah, too I, don't long ago. Know. I don't know if it's a good idea to write a book with your spouse or not. <laughs> then you need to go spend some days alone with the Lord, right? <laughs> we did it and it worked. Uh, I don't know if we'll do it again or not, but it was a good experience. And we wrote a book, listen, uh, listen, uh, let's see, lead, listen well, lead better. Okay. And um, yeah, it's, it's a book really about listening. But I'll tell you, you know, the book was more about listening to others. Um, not so much listening to the Lord, although one chapter is all about listening to the Lord. Okay. And that's, that's kind of how we wrap that book up, you know, learning to discern his voice. And that happens when you spend days in his presence. Mm. Uh, and I will encourage you to write a book on spending a day with the Lord. You can take uh, this, you got your outline. We, we've, already, we've talked about the outline already. You just take this and flesh it out. Yeah, that's true. Good, good point. Good point. No, I'm that's serious. This point. is, this is good stuff. I, uh, good. I'm really grateful good. for this. Um, good. Awesome. Well, uh, I'm going to let you get back on the road. Um, I've got my day with the Lord coming up in, uh, I think five days. I got it on my calendar. It's okay, going to be half a day. Okay, good. And, Excellent. and so Excellent. looking forward to that, but very uh, good. Very good. Steve, thank you for very taking good. time to be with us. Any, any closing remarks? You know, here's just a closing remark. I'll tap it off with this. I've been reading first Thessalonians lately in my time with Jesus. And there are two times, one time in first Thessalonians and one in second Thessalonians where the apostle Paul says, you are dearly loved by God. And uh, man, I hope a day of prayer leads you to that conclusion. You're dearly loved by God. It's not about what you do. It's not about how hard you pray. You're just dearly loved by God as his children. Well, I don't know if Steve filled his coffee cup there and then uh, 
headed on back on the road, but uh, I sure appreciate him stopping and taking time with us. And as uh, we reflect on that, my, my question is, so what's your plan? What are you going to do? <laughs> uh, take out your calendar now. You might be listening to this podcast on your phone um, and you can go ahead and just turn it around and open it up, look at it, take out your calendar. And right now, make an appointment with God, whether it's a half a day, whether it's a full day, maybe two hours, something to get started, but block out some time, make an appointment with God and have that retreat with him. Uh, That's just so awesome. It's so awesome. So I'd encourage you to do that. Tell me, what is your secret to quality time with God? What's your secret to quality time with God? That's our question of the week, and I'd love to hear what you have to say. Send me a message. Let me know. You can tweet me right now, at John Fugler, or you can email me. I'll have a link in the show notes. It's john at freshfaith247.com. What is your secret to quality time with God? How do you do it? Share that so we can share it with others. Hey, we're in this to know Christ. Uh, We all have different ways of entering into that intimate relationship with Jesus, but it's all about Jesus at the center. So share some of the ways that you are having your quality time with God. What's your secret? Let us know. If you've listened this week and you're saying, yes, I really want to get serious about a deeper relationship with Christ, I encourage you to check out Fresh Faith 24-7. Become a member, start engaging with the Video Devo content or the Fresh Bread Live offered twice a week. That's the Devos we do together. Uh, There's community, there's conversation. There's also the Freedom Path training. That's where I encourage you to go first. There's so many ways that you can connect within Fresh Faith 24-7. It's all there for you so you can really know Christ. That's what it's all about. As we close, let me echo my thoughts earlier, just a few moments ago, when I said, find a day and a time for your retreat with God and mark it on your calendar. Will you do that? And let me know. Yeah, tell me. I'm going to keep you accountable. Tell me what that day and what that time is, and I'll be praying for you. Would you do that? I'll mark it on my calendar if you mark it on your calendar, and I'll back you up in prayer. Well, we'll talk to you next week. God bless you.